This is the Connection Christian Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Connection family. Welcome to Church Online. We're glad that you've joined us. This is week three of our uh, Church Online experience and and, um, week three of our Miracles series. We're thankful that you have joined us. I hope that you are plugging in and participating uh, in the worship and and uh, subscribing and commenting on the online platforms that you're receiving this through it, it just makes it all makes it all easier for us to be a part of each other's lives uh, during this time uh, dur- during this this crisis that we're going through this coronavirus uh, crisis it's important that we are intentional about staying together staying connected in whatever way that we can and and I hope that um, this is a blessing to you and, and just an opportunity for you to be able to, to be a part of uh, your church family and, and to uh, experience um, worship and, and being together. Today, I, I want to talk to you about victory in the physical realm. Last week, we talked about victory in the spiritual realm. And we talked about the fact that Jesus calmed the storm so that He could get to the other side so that he could undo the works of the devil that had been done to this man who was demon-possessed by a legion of demons. Thousands of demons that had, that had possessed this man, that had terrorized the, the whole region, the whole area uh, around him. And Jesus shows up and demonstrates his authority. And he demonstrates his authority so that we can understand the authority that we have in Christ. When we are in Christ, we carry that authority through the Holy Spirit. We are able to step into, as Jesus stepped on that beach, He stepped in authority. And the demon dropped down on his knees and begged Him to, to not torture Him. And, and, and listen, when we step onto the beach, we step with that authority as well. I know that in a time like this where we're where we're seeing so much bad going on and, and so many things that are unknown and we don't know what is coming and what's going to happen, it's really easy to get caught up in fear. It's really easy to get caught up in the things of this world and to get caught up in, in, uh, you know, in, in all of the unknown. But what we do know is that Jesus is in control. That He has this all at hand. And, and even though uh, we, we don't know the timing of everything. Jesus understands timing. So today, we're going to talk about victory in the physical realm. Because it's important that we don't give more power to the enemy in the physical realm than we take while we're here. Because God has put us here to be His church, to be His body, to be the hands and feet of Christ with the authority that He gave to us on the cross. So, I, I want to start out with, uh, with the next story in Mark chapter 5. In, in Mark chapter 5, Jesus was over on... He, he, was, he was teaching. He went across the, the lake, and that's when the storm happened. He, he cleansed the man of the demons that were there. He sent him out on a mission, and then he crosses back over the lake. And when he crosses back over is where we come back in. On, in, in verse 21 of Mark chapter 5, it says this. 
when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered round him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. I think it's so important here that we understand, that we hear the words of Jairus in this moment. That he says, if you will just come and put your hands on her, she will be healed. He believed in the power of Christ. He believed in the power that Jesus had to overcome the things of this physical world. He knew his little daughter was dying, and he knew that Jesus could step in and make a difference. And listen, we have Jesus here with us right now, and he can step in and make a difference. Everything around us is telling us that that is not true. Everything in this physical realm, when we look at it, it leaves us wondering, are we all alone? Have we been abandoned? Does this even work? Listen, it's our faith. It's our faith. It's our trust in Him that will cause us to step out into that unknown and call the things that are not as though they are. And that's where faith happens. So it it says this, A large crowd followed and pressed around him, verse 25, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. She spent everything she had to the doctors. To, she's tried everything that she can. She's exhausted all of, her, all of her worldly ways, all of her physical ways to overcome this illness that she has. And nothing has happened. And, and now she has been given a new opportunity, a new way to trust, a new one to trust. And, and so she's come. In verse 27 it says, when she heard about Jesus, When she heard about Jesus, that's so important, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. This is a a thought of faith. If we can begin to believe, if we can just reach out and touch Jesus, we can be healed. This land can be healed. This is a wake-up call to us, church. This is a wake-up call for us to understand that the wisdom of man does not work in every situation because there are things that are beyond the wisdom of this world. But when we touch His cloak, when we reach out to Jesus, He will show up and He can do what we could not do without Him. Verse 29 says, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Immediately. This is is one of those moments where immediately took a long, long time. Immediately took 12 years of suffering. 12 years of looking for an answer. 12 years of trying to find a a way to overcome this. And then she comes to Jesus. Listen, that lead up, that time frame of, of 
living our lives, of doing what it is that we do that lead us to Jesus are all a part of our suddenlies, of our immediatelies. When we, when we understand that things that you have gone through in life are not there so that you will regret them or, or that you will feel shame about them or that you will even look back at them as the glory days and, and if you could only go back to that. No, they are there to prepare you to meet Jesus. They're there to prepare you to trust in Him when you get into a situation that you don't know what else to do. And so, this is a very important thing that happened in, 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 that, that shows us the relationship that God wants to have with us. In verse 30, it, it goes on to say this, at once, Jesus realized that power had gone out of Him and He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Jesus felt power. He felt virtue come out of his, his physical body because that's what He carries with Him. Listen, here's the thing that we need to understand about this. When Jesus walked around, He walked around with power in Him that He felt, that He experienced. And when that power was released by this woman's faith, because she touched Him, He felt the power flow out of Him into her. Not flow out of Him in a way that empties the power, but in a way that flows through Him because He is receiving the power from the Father. He's receiving the power from heaven the same way that we receive the power filled with the same Holy Spirit that Jesus is filled with. He, he receives the power to Him and through Him into this woman because of her faith when she reaches out to touch His clothes. In verse 35, it says this. While, uh, in, I'm sorry, in verse 32, it says, but Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at His feet and trembled with fear and told Him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Daughter, your faith has healed you. You see, the power of Jesus is always available. It is our faith. It is our journey to Him. It's our longing for Him. It's our willingness to reach out for Him and touch His cloak. To, to reach out and grab His hand. To reach out and call on His name. That is our faith in action. And when our faith enacts His will, He releases power into our lives. The miracle that we need from Jesus, the things that we need that only He can provide come when we step by faith into them. When we believe. When we simply believe. Now remember, this story is happening while He is on the way to Jairus' daughter who is dying. In Verse 35, it says this, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Your daughter is dead. All hope is lost. It's all finished. There's nothing that can be done now. How many of us have faced those kinds of situations in our lives? Where it just seems like everything has come undone. Everything is falling apart and there's nothing that we can do. Well listen, Jesus doesn't see circumstances the way we see circumstances. 
It says this, overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. Overhearing what they said, that is so important because Jesus is overhearing what is being said to us by the world. What is being said to us by the enemy. He is paying attention and he is hearing what is being said and he's responding. And he's reacting. Listen, he goes and says to Jairus, no, no, no. Don't pay attention to that. Don't listen to that. Don't accept that. Don't be afraid. Just believe. You see, I think sometimes, church, this just feels a little too simple, right? <laughs> Don't be afraid. Just believe. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that, all right? <laughs> in, our, in our sarcasm. No, listen, this is the way we live. This is the way we move. This is the way we operate. We are not afraid. We just believe. We step into every single day filled with faith, pursuing Christ, touching the hem of His garment, reaching out to Him, calling on His name, because it's His name that saves us in the midst of all of this trial, of all of this trouble, of all of the things. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world in verse 37 he it says this he did not let anyone follow him except peter james and john the brother of james and when they came to the home of the synagogue leader jesus saw a commotion with the people crying and wailing loudly he went in and said to them why all of this commotion and wailing the child is not dead but asleep but they laughed at him. <laughs> now, I, I, I just want to back up a little bit. I, I love the fact that he says this, that, that the Bible says this. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John. Now, Peter, James, and John are three disciples that are his inner circle. These are the three disciples that Jesus takes with him into the Mount of Transfiguration. These are the three disciples that Jesus knows has the faith that he needs to be surrounded with to step into this battle. We need to be surrounded by people of faith when we step into battle. Because when we step into battle with the enemy, there is no room for doubt. There is no room for unbelief. We walk by faith. Do not be afraid. Just believe. And when we believe and step in by faith, Jesus is able to do things that we could never do without him. And that's why we're here, church. We are the carriers of that hope. We are the carriers of that power, of the supernatural, miraculous power of Jesus that He wants to release on this world. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. And when we not live in fear, but rather just believe, we release the hope. We release the faith. We release the power on the world around us. So he puts everyone out. He says, why, why are you having such a commotion about this? I've got this completely under control. Why are you all freaking out is what he's saying. Why are you losing your mind about something that I have completely under control? That's how we live. We live in faith knowing that God has it under control. He says, this girl's not dead. She's sleeping. And I'm about to wake her up. You see, church, I think sometimes we become this little girl. If we're not careful, we're kind of the ones that are sleeping. 
We're kind of the ones that have, you know, it, it, that can die in our faith. And Jesus is coming and saying, "Hey, listen, I'm about to wake you up. I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to sound the alarm clock on the church and wake up my church, wake up my bride, and we're about to make a difference here in this world in a whole new way." You see, I, I just don't believe that after all of what we're going through in, in, during this time, in this crisis that we're in, normal is never going to be normal again. Normal has changed forever. There is no such thing as, let's get back to normal. Normal is not going to be normal anymore. Because we're stepping into a whole new world after this. We, we've become aware of things in this coronavirus crisis that we didn't understand before we're we're more connected as a world than any of us ever thought possible within just a few months a virus that started in in Wuhan China has traveled all around the world through people by people it didn't just blow in the wind. It didn't just get in the water and, and float over here. It's because people are connected to each other. And in that short period of time, we carried a virus all around the world. But listen, church, we can carry the gospel all around the world. We can carry the good news of Jesus. We can carry the love of God. And we can carry the power to overcome the works of the devil all around this world. We can release miracles and signs and wonders through our hands because that's why Jesus put us here. That's why the Holy Spirit lives in us. So that we can release that into the world around us. This passage goes on to say in verse 40, after he put them out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went, and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished and he, he gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. <laughs> this is such a beautiful story because what Jesus is doing here is He's bringing people into the room with Him that are going to believe that have a desire. They want to see life. They want to see this little girl. He's bringing His three disciples, His inner circle of Peter, Peter, James, and John, who have faith. They have seen what He can do. They know the power that He has. She, he brings the father and the mother in of this little girl because they have a desire for their daughter to live. Listen, church, do we have a desire for the church to live? Do we have the desire in our hearts? Do we have the faith in our hearts for the church to rise up and be the bride of Christ. Be the power against the enemy here on this planet to overcome and undo the works of the devil. That's why we exist. That's why we're here. And listen, when, we, when He raises us up and, and, when, and when the church arises and, and, and the life begins to flow through us, it's time for us to go and to eat and to feed. To to give to the world what we have received. To release, to, uh, to release through us what God has given to us. And, and it's in that that I think 
miracles are not just magic tricks that God does. Miracles are the gifts that God wants to release through us. That God wants us to deliver on His behalf so that we can give to the world what God so wants them to give because He loves the world. John 3.16, the most popular verse in all the Bible, for God so loves the world that He gave. He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. Listen, that's the miracle of all miracles. That we can, through belief, through faith, through trusting in Jesus and what He has done for us, we can step into a relationship with Him and receive eternal life. If we will simply submit our will to God's will and say, Lord, I don't want to do it my way anymore. I want to do it Your way. I want to to live my life not for the temporary physical world that I'm in, but I want to live my life for the eternal destiny that You have created me for. I just want to lead you in a quick prayer because there's nothing there's nothing magical about the prayer God knows your heart he knows what you're asking for but when you ask the Lord to come and to be your life you're simply submitting and surrendering all that you have to all that he is and all that he wants for you you're just simply stepping onto the path that he created you for and so you just you could just join me in this, quick, in this prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Take over and be my King and be my Savior and be my God. And I will follow You with all my heart. If we will simply not be afraid and just believe, we will be able to step into the life that God created us for. I hope this has helped you. I hope this series has helped you to to think about miracles in a different way and and to understand that God has put us here for this purpose, for this time, in this moment. I I don't think it is any mistake that He... I didn't plan this series because of this virus. This series was planned way before this virus ever happened. But it's exactly what God knew we needed to understand that even in the midst of all of this physical turmoil in the spiritual realm, He has miracles to release. He has signs and wonders for us to see. And He wants to deliver them to us and through us as we step out and be the church. So I'm going to pray for you. Father, we just thank You for this time together. We thank You for Your power, for Your strength. We thank You for what You are about to do in the world to us and through us as we live surrendered and submitted to You. You are our Lord. You are our King. You are our Savior. And we trust and believe in You. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you, everyone. Thanks for being here. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. Without you, the work we do at Connection Christian Church wouldn't be possible. If you would like to give online, please visit c3christianchurch.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, take a moment and subscribe and please share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.